Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summer Newscast. It is June 14th, 2019. We are fully into the summer now, and it is hot outside. I got a fucking one of those rotating fans. Not rotating. Like, it's one of those fans where it's like a long kind of standing up one. Like, it's long and vertical, and it rotates back, and you can set it to, like, rotate. I got one of them going, and I got the ceiling fan in my bedroom going because... Woo! It's hot out chat. Uh, anyway. Once again, I'm Sam from the Anime Summit Podcast. And, uh, we're doing the news. And you know what? I said, I said, last newscast, I said, you know, I'm not going to cover E3 and all that nature. Really, I'm not going to cover, like, anything crazy about it. Like, I'm not going to go in depth about all the games and stuff. I really kind of want to just mention the stuff I'm hyped for. And things like that. Um, which I'll mention at the end. That'll be my little opinion piece at the end. So I'll do that. Um, first and foremost, though, happy Father's Day. Tomorrow is Father's Day. And uh, shout out to all the dads out there. Shout out to all the anime dads out there. Except for Goku, because you're kind of an asshole. You just ditch your family all the time. You may be the strongest in the universe, but you're also a dick. So not happy Father's Day to Goku. Happy Father's Day to everyone else. And, uh, oh, of course not, uh, the guy from Full Metal Alchemist who, uh, yeah, we're not going to get into it. So happy Father's Day to everyone else except those two. <laughs> anyway, uh, E3 hype. Yeah, it's pretty hype. I'm going to do a little thing at the end. We'll do, I don't have a lot of non-anime news, but, uh, you know, I have quite a, quite a bit of things here and there. And then we'll take a little break and then we'll get into the anime news. I got a lot of upcoming anime hype, which is awesome. Some some things I forgot about, some anime movies that I forgot about that they've had trailers out for, or teasers and trailers out for a while now that I totally forgot about um, that were brought up again in the news verse of anime. So, yeah, let's do Let's get into it. First of all, though, let's do the Right Stuff Sale. Weekend sale is Father's Day. There's 51 products on here. Um, do you, So, do you remember that upcoming anime that I mentioned last newscast uh, is called if it's for my daughter i'd even defeat a demon lord or maybe it was two newscasts ago but uh the manga is all uh on sale for 870 on right stuff boruto manga is on sale penguin highway uh spider-man into the spider-verse erica seven high evolution movie i don't know why that's a father's day thing but it is alice and zoroku which i never watched uh i think i watched I like I I remember it was one of the seasons, one of our seasonal reviews. I think we just never covered it. I don't think any of us watched it. Uh, Sweetness and Lightning, Yatsuba manga, um, bunch of stuff. Fruits Basket, Collector's Edition manga. Is that the original? Yes, yeah, the original manga. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm saying original. The only manga. Tiger and Bunny, Ranma and Half, bunch of stuff. My Bride is a Mermaid, which I've never seen. Also, I think Danny has, but I haven't seen it. Uh, funny that I mentioned Goku not getting father, don't not wishing Goku happy Father's Day because Dragon Ball Z Kai season one is also part of this sale, and Dragon Ball Z Kai season two is also part of it. That's kind of hilarious. Um, Soul Eater, uh, more Yatsuba volume one, two, and three. Uh, manga basically a lot of manga here, and then very little uh, DVDs and Blu rays. But there you go, there's the rest of sale. So if you want to do that. Uh, you know what? I people may be wondering why I do that. 
every news, the beginning of the newscast now. The reason why is because I didn't know. <laughs> right Stuff doesn't, they don't sponsor me or nothing, okay? Like, I just, they, I don't, you know, I've messaged them probably one time on their Facebook. And uh, they didn't respond very much, you know, here and there they did, but. They don't sponsor me. I just literally do that because I didn't realize that they had a weekend sale on stuff all the time and weekly specials all the time. And as I did that newscast where I said I was trying to do more, I was trying to like buy more merch and be more supportive of stuff like that and everything. So when I discovered that they had a weekend sale every weekend, I was like, oh, I should mention these. So then like, people can listen to the newscast on Saturday and be like, Oh shit, I'm going to go do that. So now I keep my eye on the, <laughs> I keep my eye on the weekend sales because I want to be able to be able to buy stuff that like that I'm hyped for, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's why I do it. Okay. They don't sponsor me or nothing. Although I shouldn't message them again and be like, Hey, you know what? I hype you guys are a fucking weekend. All right. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to fucking do that. But anyway, that's why I do it. Okay. So calm down. All right. Anyway, uh, combo breaker happened also recently and that was really hype so i want to say congrats to all the fucking winners of combo breaker i love combo breaker the guy who started it um was somebody i met one time he used to be part of my local uh fighting game community i met him one time at a casuals and we talked we talked for a while it was pretty cool he's a really cool guy his name is richard um i haven't really talked to him since so i don't really know him that well but he is, is the guy who started Combo Breaker, and he has brought – it's become such a big thing now. you got Sonic Fox there and all other kinds of uh, popular players there. Kenny Omega, I think, went one time. Yeah, it's cool, dude. So shout-out to all the winners of Combo Breaker. The only reason I bring that up is because uh, Samurai Showdown, they got to play some of the new Samurai Showdown there, which is I don't think is out yet, but um, – I'm excited for Samurai Showdown, dude. That is going to be fucking sweet. That game looks super dope. Haven't gotten a Samurai Showdown game in a long time, and this entry definitely looks like it's going to be super, super sick. It does that. It does the 2D, 3D thing like uh, Street Fighter 4 and 5 does. So it looks like it plays like an original Samurai Showdown game. So that's super hype. Uh, director of Dark Phoenix accepts blames. He accepts the blame for movie's failure. That sucks. <laughs> Dark Phoenix creator or director Simon Kinberg accepts blame for commercial failure. He said in an interview, it clearly is a movie that didn't connect with audiences that didn't see it. It didn't connect enough with audiences that did see it. So that on, So that's on me. I loved making the movie and I loved the people I made the movie with. I mean... He has done a lot of pretty good movies. I just, I, I've heard that Dark Phoenix was not that hype. I don't know. It, you know, it just wasn't, uh, and it sucks too because that's like, it was supposed to be like the last of the the Fox Studios X-Men universe. Obviously now because Disney owns Fox and shit. And if they're going to make any more X-Men movies, Marvel Studios is going to do it. But I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it wasn't that hype. I've heard from everyone that it was like, it wasn't just it just wasn't that good of an X-Men movie. I feel like if they were to do a final X-Men movie, it should have been Days of Future Past should have been the last one or something or Apocalypse should have been the last one. You know what I mean? Um Dark Phoenix should have taken place like before Apocalypse cuz Apocalypse is like the ultimate X-Men villain in my opinion or Nemesis even maybe. I don't know. But anyway, 
it's pretty rare that you see a director fully just come out and be like, yeah, that sucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> Normally they just don't say anything. So it's just like, it's kind of nice. It's kind of a breath of fresh air to see a director come out and be like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I blew that. I blew that on you. Uh, Lego launches braille bricks for children to learn braille. Super dope. So it's like the, the two by four bricks, you know, the ones that we all know, the common brick. It's got eight, eight of the bumps on it on the top two by four but they're making it so it's missing some and it has a letter below it so you you can learn braille with legos which is super sick this comes shortly after the the sandals or not sandals it's like a footwear it almost looks like a fabric sandal um so when you step on legos you don't uh, hurt yourself which is pretty funny uh i fucking love legos i have not bought legos in a long time just because they're so expensive because all the fucking Lego sets they have out there now are just like Harry Potter, Star Wars, whatever, you know. So they're just super expensive. But, man, Legos when I was a kid was the shit. I should go and get Legos. I should go to Target or Walmart or something and just buy fucking Legos and just buy a bunch of them. I love Legos. Damn, I should buy more Legos. But, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Whenever you do something to help, you know, uh, the disabled community... That's super dope to me. So learning Braille, I should learn Braille just because I should learn sign language too. I've always wanted to learn sign language. Uh, trailer for Doctor Sleep came out. I think it came out when it came out today or yesterday. No, yesterday. I think it came out. It was the. It's supposed to be the sequel to The Shining, in which the little boy Danny is now fully grown up and he's played by Ewan McGregor, which is fucking crazy. Like it just looks super crazy. It actually looks. It, there, there's like scenes that are recreated. They, like, filmed new scenes that were recreations from the original movie that look super creepy. And even just its own shit. It's just a surreal journey of creepiness. And I do believe that Stephen King did write a sequel to The Shining, uh, like, a long time ago. They just never made the movie version of it, which I don't know. But I don't read a lot, so, I, you know, correct me on that one, you know, if anything. But, <laughs> um it does look super creepy, though. Fucking Ewan McGregor is awesome. I love Ewan McGregor. Shout out to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Konami announces TurboGrafx-16 and PC Engine Mini Console. Dude, I don't want to give money to Konami, but I kind of want the PC Engine <laughs> Mini Console. <laughs> mini Consoles are becoming a popular thing, man. I'm telling you, the freaking the Nintendo Classic or the Nintendo Mini Classic thing, ever since that came out, now we got the Sega one coming out in a little bit here too. So I think this is their way of trying to uh, curb emulation and curb uh, buying. Because a lot of people don't want to buy a digital version of you know those games on like their DS or their Wii U or their Switch. You know what I mean? They just want to play the original, the original original as close as they possibly can without finding a Super Nintendo at some retro video game store for $200. You know what I mean? And I think this is kind of a way that they can bring it to you. And also at the same time, a way to kind of curb you from emulating or doing that sort of thing or making raspberry pies and doing that sort of thing, you know, but I mean, it's still a good idea. I, the PlayStation mini is coming out soon too. So that's pretty hype. I, you know, I, like, again, like I said, it, it's kind of a weird thing because, uh, you know, obviously 
I have a lot of those retro systems that still work, but you know, the and the I Konami is just like I don't know. You still fucked over Hideo Kojima, so I kind of don't want to give you money, but I kind of want the PC Engine. Like I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. Let me know what you think of that, though. Okay. But that's pretty much all I got for other than my E3 uh, opinion at the end. That's all I got for non-anime news. Um, but yeah, we're going to get into the anime news here right now. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Boom, check that out for me, okay? And always go to links.animesummit.net. You can find all the links right there, YouTube, our Discord links right there, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, the Patreon link is not on there, but we do have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash anime summit. Right now we just have a dollar tier. I'm working on um, investing back into the, you know, to our stuff with uh, current patron money and other other money that we've been getting um, from the sponsors to make stuff for new tiers and things like that. And we're figuring, me and Nick are currently brainstorming ideas with Danny to figure shit out. So... Right now, it's just a dollar tip jar kind of thing. Eternal gratitude. Shout out to all the patrons right now that we have. Um, thank you guys so, so much for your patron, for being patrons and stuff like that. I'm going to make sure y'all get something special too, for real. So, yeah, we're going to do it up. Okay. So, so please, if you'd like to be a patron, um, please do so. Patreon.com slash anime summit. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's get into the anime news. Yeah. I got a bunch of, man, I got a bunch of shit. Okay. Uh, Tatami Galaxy finally getting a Blu-ray disc release. That's pretty hype. That's pretty hype. Um, I believe... Um, oh, I think I have a whole list right here. Funimation is um, releasing a bunch of stuff on Blu-ray or re-releasing a bunch of stuff on Blu-ray as well. Stuff that didn't have Blu-ray discs before on here are are being released. So... Um, Full Metal Panic Fumafu, Full Metal Panic The Second Raid, uh, there's a One Piece one here, uh, episode of East Blue Luffy and His Friends, Great Adventure, Yu Yu Hakusho Season 1 Steelbook Case Blu-ray, pretty hype, that's super sick, uh, love Yu Yu Hakusho, you can currently watch it on Hulu, but having this Blu-ray box at, probably super dope, that's, you can pre-order all these right now and write stuff, um, and they're all at a discounted price right now. So instead of, uh, so for Yu Yu Hakusho season one Blu-ray, instead of uh, fifty bucks, it's thirty-seven forty-nine. I'm sure you could go on the Funimation website and pre-order them there too. But uh, Lord of Vermilion, my first girlfriend is a gal. Uh, Dragon Air Academy, Wolf's Rain Classics. Uh, so like the, it's got that classics label on it. The Tatami Galaxy, um, Alcana Four Rhythm Across the Blue Essentials. Oh no! Essentials is the sorry. Essentials is the the Funimation label where it says Essentials are classics. My Hero Academia season three part two. Nobunagan. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Nobunagan. Uh, it's like Nobunaga but with gun. Nobunagan. Seven Mortal Sins interviews with Monster Girls on Blu-ray. Attack on Titan season three part one limited edition Blu-ray. It's like this big, huge, awesome box that comes in with the Survey Corps symbol on it. Uh, Honey Bado, All Out. Uh, I don't know who... I think Danny was watching All Out. I don't know who else is watching it, but uh, it's that rugby one. It's about rugby. Uh, Akiba's Trip. Yeah, a bunch of stuff that's been in uh, recent seasons uh, is, is coming on uh, Blu-ray here. So, ooh, Keijo. 
Someone buy that for me. I love Keijo. Someone buy that for me right now. All right, let's get into it. That's some more right stuff there. <laughs> Shit from there for you. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a company. Uh, company. There's a company <laughs> called Zionic Technics, and they partnered with uh, the you know gun the Gunpla company in Bandai, and uh, revealed their first fully functioning DIY DIY Zaku robot at the Tokyo Toy Show 2019 and launched its official premium Bandai special page. So Zionic and Bandai has been teasing us with their trailers for the past two years about their project. And so basically what this is, okay, is it's this Zaku model, and you put it together, and you can interchange the legs to be different legs. There's like a arachnid kind of legs. There's uh, tank legs, uh, tank track wheel legs, and there's regular legs. And it comes with, like, this little cool docking bay with the little mechanic and pilot figure to put on the little docking thing, which is super cool. But if you guys remember the Zoids, like, okay, so the anime Zoids, right? You remember Zoids? They came out with the models here in America, too. They had them at Toys R Us and Target. You put the Zoids together, and it came with this little kind of wind-up motor that you put inside of it so you could get them to walk. You know what I mean? Um, it was just a little basic wind-up motor, just like any wind-up toy, you know what I mean? But you, you know, twist it and it would walk. That's basically this, but for adults, you know what I mean? So, like, you put the little motors in all of the arms and legs and the body, and then you download the Xeonic Technics app, and you can control the Zaku with the app. It's awesome, dude. It's so fucking dope. It's so fucking cool. Like, I I saw the I was watching the the YouTube videos on the on Bandai's YouTube channel, and oh my god, dude, it's so fucking sick. It's so sick. Um, I think there's even a voice command thing. I don't know if that is like they're gonna roll that out on when it debuts right away. But if you go to the Bandai official YouTube channel, you can check it out, or you can just YouTube search. Zionic Technics uh, DIY Zaku or Zionic Zaku and find it. Super dope. Um, so Anime Expo is coming up, okay, pretty quickly here. And there's going to be a lot of premieres of upcoming anime there. Um, I don't have, like, a full list, but there are a couple that I can I can name right now. Dr. Stone is one. Uh, that one I'm kind of pretty hyped for, to be honest with you. Dr. Stone looks super sick. Uh, there's, I think there's going to be some movies that are going to be screaming there. and uh, Or screening, not screaming, screening there. And yeah, dude, so check it out. Honestly, I'd probably just go to the Anime Expo website and check that out. There's a bunch of voice actors. There's like a whole list of voice actors. Like It seems like more than normal, <laughs> like the, the more than last time. Obviously, they try and do it up bigger every year. But yeah. Aimer performs Vinland Saga's anime's ending song. Dude, Aimer, I love Aimer. They did the opening for Fate Stay Night UBW, Unlimited Blade Works, and uh, I don't. I think they did both of them, right? The part one and part two, like the first twelve episodes. Of, but yeah, Brave Shine by Aimer. That's my song, dude. I fucking love Aimer. It's so fucking sick. So they're doing the ending theme, the ending theme to Vinland Saga, which is dope. Uh, there's a new anime coming out called Kawaii Kereba Hentai Demosuki Ninate uh, Kurimasaka, 
Well, it's got some, it's, about, it's like a harem. It looks like a harem anime, to be honest with you. But the romantic comedy begins when a love letter arrives out of the blue for a Keiki Kiryu, an ordinary high school student who has never had a girlfriend as long as he has been alive. The letter does not include the sender's name, but the letter does include white panties. In the process of investigating who it could be, his Cinderella who left behind her panties, <laughs> Kiki discovers every candidate is uniquely perverted and desperately interested in having him participate in their perversion. So it's like, I don't know, it's fun. Uh, you know, boys need this anime to kind of, you know, have fantasize about that stuff. So it's, it's kind of funny, fucking pan- Cinderella panties. Uh, Hoshii no Sora, Star Crossing Skies, uh, is an upcoming anime coming out, and it's about, it looks like, I'm imagining Hanebato, but with guys and with tennis. I mean, there were guys in Hanebato, but the main characters were girls. But um, the teen adolescent story revolves around the coming-of-age boys in a junior high school soft tennis team, which is on the verge of shutting down. Toma, Toma Shinjo asks Maki Katsuragi, who has just transferred schools, to join the team. Yeah, so that's it. Actually, looks pretty sick, and it looks like it looks like it'll be kind of more of a more of a drama, like it stated, coming of age. So if you're into sports anime, that's a little more a little more adult, not so shown any like haiku and and all that. This is definitely one that looks like that. Wasteful Days of High School Girl uh, is now going to be premiering uh, probably July fifth. So for the summer season, yo, um, I have no idea if this has anything to do with daily lives of high school boy boys um but yeah it's called wasteful days of high school girl i think i mentioned this on a newscast like a couple months ago but it looks pretty funny it's basically it centers around three girls uh one of them is an idiot one of them is obsessed with boys and another one is like genius a genius but emotionless honestly i'm gonna like autom- if i watch this anime i'm probably automatically gonna compare it to asabi asabase like right away because that is like I don't know. I we've we've talked about it on the podcast before. Just like go to that season. Um Oriimo Ayase novel spin off slated for August ten release. So there's going to be a spin off of uh Oriimo uh centering around, centering around the character Ayase. So if you're into that, there you go. I think it doesn't say anything about having an anime release but just a novel. But you never know. You know, normally novels get fucking greenlit for anime real quickly. There's a new anime coming out called Frag Time. It's based on a manga. Um, it's about uh, it's it's a yuri and it's about time stopping. Uh, it centers centers around a high school girl named Mizuzu Moritani, and she's got the power to stop time for three minutes a day. And one day she uses that power to try and peek up the skirt of her classmate or her crush rather. Um, who is the beautiful Haruka Murakami, but the power for some reason doesn't work on Haruka, and Haruka finds out her secret. So I can only imagine that being kind of funny, but also kind of cute. Like, the way the visual looks, it looks like it's supposed to be, like, an actual, like, legit love story. These two girls get really close, and the the art and animation looks pretty good. Like, it looks definitely more mature, not, like, you know, some kind of goofy, pervy yuri anime so hopefully that has a chance to be actually have some actually good lesbian shit in it um magical girls collide and magia record game so there's a magia record madoka magica game but there's going to be a collab with magical girl lyrical nanaha um 
So, yeah, if you are, we did say, I think, a couple newscasts ago that Magia Record was getting a U.S. release. So hopefully they'll do that collab here as well. Uh, so there you go. Studio Panak produces anime short for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. I don't know where you can watch this, but there is that that new Mario and Sonic game coming out too. There's a bunch of stuff that they're doing for the Olympics this year. I have a bunch. There's the Summer Olympics, right, coming up in 2020. So it's like there's a bunch of people doing stuff. So Studio Panak is uh, working on um, this anime short for the summer, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which is super dope. So that's pretty cool. Whenever, whenever anime gets used for something other than just being anime, I always think it's super cool, especially with those McDonald's commercials. Shout out to McDonald's. Uh, the team that is behind the anime Anohana unveils cast and story for original anime film Her Blue Sky. Uh, they revealed the cast just the other day, and they haven't said much about the anime, um, but it's set in a town nestled in the mountains. It centers on second-year high school girl student and aspiring musician uh, Aoi Aoi. Her older sister, Akane Aoi, Akane's ex-boyfriend, struggling guitarist Shinosuke Kanamura, and Shino, who is actually Shinosuke from 13 years ago after traveling from the past to the present. It honestly sounds like it's going to be on some, like, Kimi no Nawa shit. But you know what? If it's the people who made Anohana, I mean, come on now. It could be hype. You never know. Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045 3D CG anime characters designed by Birthday Wonderland's Ilya Kuzhinov. I don't know how. I'm probably saying that totally wrong. Um, But they are a Russian artist based in Japan. And they recently did the um, character design and part animation for Birthday Wonderland, which I never watched, by the way. But uh, Ilya Kushinov is awesome. If you ever go to, like, I think they have an Instagram, they have a Facebook page. Their artwork is just fucking sick. And they revealed on their page, um, as well as the, the Ghost Nutshell website, revealed the character design for the major and it just is so her artwork and the major fits its style so well it looks super dope like oh my god i'm pretty excited i'm not excited for 3d anime 3d cg anime that much at all but the fact that it's ghost in the shell and the fact that Ilya's style just fits so well with the major it just looks super sick like i'm super hyped for it um, standalone complex 2045 google that joint uh masaki yuasa unveils inu o anime film for 2021 damn we're already talking about 2021 shit now jeez uh inu o was a real life figure a sarukaku no performer and playwright who is extremely popular in the 14th century however he is all but unknown to people nowadays because very few documents about his life have survived. Now, around 600 years later, this Inu-O project portrays the tales of brotherhood between the legendary Inu-O who vanished from history and a certain Biwa player and is full of music and dance sequences. Masaki Yuasa, man, you know he can pull some shit. You know he does some crazy shit. So you know this is going to be like kind of a quirky, surreal anime. The, the visual for it is the this must be the Inu-O character his head is a big gourd with two eye holes cut out of it. Um, 
that must be like their mask that they wear or something. But uh, yeah, that's all we know about it. We don't really know that much else. Um, other than it's being done by Misaki Yuasa and it's about this, this, uh, this figure, Inuo. But yeah, that's pretty, pretty hype. Misaki Yuasa is just fucking awesome. So, uh, Yuki Kajura composes opening ending themes for Lord L. Melo II's Case Files anime. So this is also, this is a piece of news about Yuki Kajura and, uh, upcoming hype anime thing at the same time. Um, but Lord L. Meloise the Second's Case Files, Rail Zeppelin, Grace Note, the anime adaptation of Makoto Sanda's Lord L. Melio the Second Say No Jakinbo, mystery novel spin-off series for Tight Moon's Fate franchise, revealed on Friday that Yuki Kadra is composing and arranging the show's opening theme and ending theme. So that's pretty sick, dude. It's pretty dope. You uh Yuki Kadra, you know Nick is a Yuki Kadra stan right now. But um yeah, the anime will adapt the Rail Zeppelin arc from the novels. The novels center around the titular, titular character Lord L. Meloe II, the adult waiver of Velvet from Fate Zero, and success, successor of Kanith, as well as Lord L. Meloe II's apprentice Grey. The story takes place in the Clock Tower, the Clock Tower, the Mages Association headquarters in England. There, Lord L. Meloe the second and gray solve various mysteries of a magical nature surrounding the mages association. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a fate spinoff of, uh, Lord L. Meloe, uh, the second. That's pretty sick. And Yuki, Yuji, Yuki Kajura is doing the fucking music. So there you go. So there's this anime movie that I saw the trailer for a while back. Probably. Oh man. Probably like last fall. It was called black Fox and it's by studio three Hertz or three HZ. Um, revealed on Friday that the anime will open in theaters in Japan October 5th and the anime staff also revealed more screenshots from the anime Um, living in a ninja residence tucked away in a corner of a futuristic city is Rika the eldest daughter of a ninja clan who looks up to her father a researcher very much carrying on with her life normally Rika's home came suddenly under attack one day driven into a corner what would she do to overcome that crisis rip darkness to pieces and become black uh, I think black is the title of like the kind of ninja they are or something. Maybe it's their superhero name, but yeah, Kazuya Nomura is the chief director of the anime uh, film. They've done Joker game, Ghost in the Shell, the new movie and robotics notes. Um, and studio three uh, HD or three Hertz did princess principal flip flappers sort of online alternative gun gale. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. If you, you can watch the teaser for it. The trailer has been out for a while. Like I said, um, but it looks super cool. It looks like some action ninja futuristic shit, which is pretty fucking awesome. If you've ever played a Strider Hero game, you know what that's all about. Uh, here's another upcoming anime, Assassin's Pride anime premieres this fall. So fall 2019 season, we're already going to get uh, some hype there. The series takes place in a world where only those from noble families have the mana to be able to fight against monsters. K- Kufa is a noble born to a duke's family who was sent to tutor a young woman named Merida. If it turns out that Merida has no talent with mana, Kufa is secretly instructed to assassinate her. So if she doesn't possess the power to handle mana or do anything with mana, he's supposed to assassinate her, which is basically the premise. So it's like on some magical fantasy shit. You know, maybe some stuff's going to happen. He's going to have a couple characters, main characters. Yeah. Gonna have a progressing story, beginning, middle, end. Anyway, there you go. 
Maybe he falls in love with her and they do it. I'll watch that. I'll pay to watch that. Um, oh, here's another Anime Expo thing to screen Human Lost. Uh, the chief director of Psychopath, director of Afro Samurai, and the studio that brought you Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters. The year is 2036. A revolution in medical treatment has conquered death by means of internal nanomachines and the shell system. Yet only the richest can afford to partake. Yozo Oba isn't the richest. Troubled by strange dreams, he flippantly joins his friend's biker gang on an ill-fated incursion on the inside where society's elite lives. This instigates a journey of terrifying discovery that will change Yozo's life forever. Yeah, Human Lost, dude. It looks like a it's a 3D CG anime film, and uh, they're going to screen it at Anime Expo. So if you're going to Expo, let me know how that is. I'm pretty sure Nick's going to Expo. So, um, uh, here's another upcoming uh, anime hype. Freaking Mappa, Ujitama. And friends, Uchitama TV anime for winter 2020. Um, if you don't know who Uchitama is, there's a, this. It's by Sony Creative Products. And they're a fucking puppy. It's a puppy, and they're cats. It's it's, it's dog face Johnsons and cat face Johnsons. That's all you fucking need to know. But um, uh, Tama is a cat, and then uh, Pochi is the puppy that he lives with, and uh, they they're kind of on that Hello Kitty level, except they're not part of Sanrio. Obviously, they're their own thing. But they live together in this house, and this they're getting an anime adaptation where they have human forms is basically what it is. And there's uh, So they're basically human cat-faced Johnsons, human dog-faced Johnsons, lots of cute uh, cat girls, cat boys, dog girls and dog boys. Cute, 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 cute everywhere. Like, it just looks super cute. It's going to be fucking cute. I love it. I love animal, animal-faced Johnsons. Okay, so automatically it's going to be a 10 out of 10 anime, okay? But that's coming out uh, winter 2020. Um, so I know I fucking keep talking about this, but this is the last time I'm going to talk about it because they finally revealed all of the pieces. The Monkey Punch collaboration with DC Comics. First, they kind of showed the Flash. They revealed the Flash, then Aquaman, and then uh, some others. But they now have revealed all of them in one big piece. We now can see Batman and Supergirl. Looks super sick. So just look up Monkey Punch DC Comics and you can see all of them. Um, But yeah, there was Shazam and The Flash. This is what they revealed first. And then Aquaman. And they just revealed the rest of them. So it's super sick. Um... I think I talked about this already, but they just revealed a new PV for it. Um, There's this new Boys Love anime coming this summer, July 11th, called Given. Um, It centers around some boys in a band. It's a band story. centers around Ritsuka, who plays guitar but has lost interest in the instrument, and he meets a guy who is holding a broken guitar. Yeah, I talked about this one already. But, yeah, they revealed the cast and revealed more another visual for it. I'm pretty excited for it. Um just because I haven't watched a good hot boys anime in a long time. And this centers around like being in a band, which I used to be in a band a long time ago. So that's pretty hype. I don't know if I'm hype about it. Like Carolyn Tuesday hype. Cause I'm really hype about Carolyn Tuesday. I have to catch up with that by the way. But yeah, uh, SNK and Victor entertainment reveal King of fighters for girls, smartphone game. Um, SNK Corporation and Victor Entertainment opened a website on Wednesday to reveal that they are developing a spin-off smartphone game in SNK's The King of Fighters franchise titled The King of Fighters for Girls. As the title implies, the game is aimed toward women. The game is a love adventure game, the style of other Otome games. Kurin is the main illustrator for the game. 
and the game is slated to premiere this summer. So it's like going to be like a boys love visual novel, but with King of Fighters characters drawn all super handsome and sexy and and all that stuff. So that's pretty hype. Uh, you know, I don't know why they would call it for girls because obviously you know gay men would probably love this too. If you're a gay, if you're a gay male weeb, then come on. Get it, get it on. Let's do it. Let's download it. Let's play it. Um, I don't know if that's going to come to America. I just love King of Fighters, so I had to bring that up. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you know who Yen Press is. Um, actually, yeah, you probably fucking know who Yen Press is. But uh, they did the Kingdom Hearts, not uh, you know, uh, manga. Um, I don't believe. It is, oh, it is. Shiro Mano. It's the same guy who does the other ones. Okay. They finally released a Kingdom Hearts 3 manga and a Kingdom Hearts Cross, uh, Union Cross or or X-Key uh, manga in English. So that's coming out in English. Um, I believe that's going to come out. Oh, wait. May 29th. There you go. It already came out. Then why is this fucking news today? What the hell? Get out of here. Fuck off. Um, it's gonna, but it's available on Amazon, Apple, Comixology, Kobo, and Bookwalker. So there you go. Um, Tokyo Ghoul Creator draws rocker Miyavi for new CD. Um, the new record by Miyavi is called No Sleep Till Tokyo. An obvious reference to, you know, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Um, but the uh, guy who drew and wrote Tokyo Ghoul, Sui Ishida, Drew artwork for both the limited and normal editions of Miyavi's new record, No Sleep Till Tokyo. Um, I, you know, I don't, I've never seen Tokyo Ghoul. I haven't watched that much. I think I watched the first couple episodes. I'm not that into it. I do love the art style, though, and I do love um, Sui Ishida's artwork. And the the covers to these look super, super sick. It's, you know, he's did these cool, like, watercolor paintings, it looks like, of Miyavi. I'm also a big fan of Miyavi. Um, and he was a guest at Anime Boston this year, which is super awesome. Uh, we need to get Miyavi over to Minnesota convention so I can go and see that shit because I fucking love Miyavi. He's so amazing. Um, here's probably the biggest anime piece of news I have, and then we'll get into my little uh, E3 coverage, and that's it. G Kids licenses premiere film for September theatrical screenings in North America. Hype! September 17th and 19th, and will open in select theaters on September 20th. Um, the film opened in Japan on May 24th in 200 theaters and ranked at number 8 in its opening weekend. The film has so far earned a cumulative total of $357,531,500 yen, which is $3.29 million as of June 9th. That's pretty cool. So... If you want to support this shit and make that fucking box office numbers go go higher and higher and higher and higher, I think you can go to the G Kids website and like find um, which theaters they're going to be playing at on those dates, September 17th and 19th, and we'll open and select theaters on September 20th. So the premiere event 17th and 19th, and then September 20th is when it's going to open and select theaters. So check check out the website. I, I don't know if they have the full list of theaters yet. Maybe not. I haven't checked, but I would definitely keep an eye on that, okay? All right. Let's fucking let's fucking talk about some E3, shall we? Like I don't want to like deep dive cover into this cuz obviously you guys watched it. You guys know what you're hyped for. I just kind of personally want to talk about what I'm hyped for. 
Um, obviously, Banjo Kazooie and Dragon Quest Hero and Smash Brothers is hype. Um, no More Heroes three. I'm a big fan of No More Heroes. It was one of the first Wii games that I fucking just dived into. It was super super sick. Uh, Demon X Machina looks like a sick game. They're remaking Panzer Dragoon, which is fucking that is 90s nostalgia hype right there. Super awesome. I think the biggest things though, the biggest things were obviously Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, the remake of Link's Awakening, which I mentioned a while ago on the newscast, and the a sequel to Breath of the Wild. And people are going nuts over Zelda's new haircut. I think she looks super cute. She's always been super beautiful. But the new short haircut is just super... Ah, oh, she's adorable. Super adorable. There's some other big things. Um, Marvel's Avengers, Battletoads, War of Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is going to be available worldwide on all smartphones soon. A new Mana game, which is Trials of Mana, which I think is actually a remake of one of the older ones. Um, but then they're also going to come out with the Switch version called Complete of Mana. Or com- Yeah, I think it's going to have... It's going to have Sword of Mana, The Secret of Mana, and the original uh, Final Fantasy Quest Adventure, the Game Boy one, which which is technically a Mana game. Uh, Disgaea 4 Complete, Tales of Arise, or Arise. Uh, the new Dragon Ball project was finally revealed to have a title, and it was called Dragon Ball Kakarot, which, when watching the gameplay and seeing what kind of game it is, it looks like just another basic Dragon Ball story game where you go through the the story of the show and play Goku and all that stuff. Um, I think we've had plenty of Dragon Ball games like that in the past. Obviously, there was Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku on Game Boy Advance, Legacy of Goku 2, and all of that. But this seems like it's going to be... I don't, I don't know. It kind of looked like it was only going up to the Frieza saga. I don't know if it's going anything past that, but... It looks like Kingdom Hearts, but with Dragon Ball. Because, like, you play Goku, and it, it, they showed one of the Raditz fights you do. And it shows, like, Goku's, like, health bar and, um, you know, key gauge and stuff. And then right above that, it shows, like, a smaller Piccolo health bar and key gauge. It kind of looked kind of Kingdom Hearts-ish. And then there was commands on the bottom left, just like Kingdom Hearts, you know. Uh, it looks kind of cool. It looks. It's supposed to be the big thing about it is that it's super open world. So like you're flying everywhere, you know. It's a really big open world game. Just like I mean, open world obviously is the way to go nowadays. It's, it's the fucking coolest, you know. Explore, do whatever you want. Go to the mission, do the mission, kick some ass, all that all that fun stuff. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts, though, they did reveal a small trailer for the new downloadable content for Kingdom Hearts 3 called Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. It's going to have new cutscenes and other stuff, maybe more potential answers to questions that we may have had when beating the game originally. Um, I mean, that's super hype. So um, the the three biggest things I want to say, um, the Marvel's Adventure or the Marvel's Avengers game done by Square a lot of people were complaining about the character designs and how they looked like um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe versions, which they clearly they were based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, renditions of these characters. Um, and, you know, it's Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and, you know, Thor. 
So it's it's like okay, this is basically Avengers, the MCU Avengers, and people were saying that they looked like a diet version of <laughs> of the MCU renditions. <laughs> they look like knockoffs, which is pretty funny. But uh, an article came out today basically saying that they were not going to um, change the design. Uh, you know, they, I think with the whole Sonic the movie thing happening and everything like that, they felt the need to come out and be like, no, we're not going to go back and change the fucking designs of these characters. We did them that way because we did them that way. And that's that, you know? Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a, let me know what you think about that. I'm kind of curious to see what you guys think. It does look like a sick game though. It does look super hype. I will probably get that on PS4 for sure. Then there was also Battletoads. There's a new Battletoads game coming out. I fucking love Battletoads. That's another retro thing I'm hype about. Nostalgia. I'm a nostalgia sucker. I'm telling you. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. Give me a new Battletoads game. I am so fucking hyped for that. I'm going to play the shit out of that. Um, The biggest thing on top of those is, number one, Square Enix has also come out and said that they're committed to bringing their whole library to be available digitally. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know if they just mean that in general, like, okay, we're going to have these on Steam. We're going to have these on the PlayStation Network and this, this, that. Or they legit mean that they're going to, like, publish everything everywhere available to buy and download and play. Like, whether it's your PS4, whether it's your Switch or your PC or what have you. Um, Their entire library. So that's pretty hype. Um and then the the biggest thing was the Final Fantasy VII remake, the new trailer, and then the gameplay trailer or gameplay footage that we got. Oh my god, so hype! It looks so sick. And I did a big piece, opinion piece on this, probably a couple months ago. Um, and how it was like how I originally wasn't hyped for it, and then now I'm hyped for it after seeing it. And now I'm even more hyped for seeing it. I think the one thing that's still setting me back, though, on it is the fact that it's going to come out in parts and that you may have to buy each part as it comes out. Um, But here's the thing. They've added so much content to it. And I think what they're trying to do is adding... Because Final Fantasy VII by itself is a whole saga of games, okay? There's... There's Final Fantasy VII, right, the original. There's Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which is the movie that takes place two years after. Then there's Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus, where you play Vincent, that takes place three years after. There's Crisis Core, that takes place um, uh, before, before Final Fantasy VII, where you play Zack. And then there's, even before that, there's... Um, Oh shit! What was it called? It was a mobile game, um, and they canceled service on it. You could on the old Nokia flip phones. You could play it on that. That's how old it was. Just like Kingdom Hearts coded, um, where you play the Turks. You know who the Turks are. Uh, there's a bunch of them, man. There's then there was that anime. Um, I think it was called Before Crisis, or something. And it, there's the anime where it shows. Uh, Zack and Cloud confronting Sephiroth and then Cloud getting stabbed and all that. And, uh, yeah, man, there's a, there's a whole lot of Final Fantasy VII shit, basically. And I think what the Final Fantasy VII remake is trying to do is have all of that stuff in consideration when making this game. 
So for those of you who don't know, a Blu-ray disc is 25 gigabytes of, of shit, okay? Then there's also dual-layered Blu-ray discs, which I think most Blu-ray disc games or Blu-ray discs in general are, is they're just dual layers, which means that it's double that. So 50 gigabytes, 25 to a layer. A lot of PS4 games, if not all of them, I'm pretty sure it is all of them, but if not, it's definitely a lot of them, are dual layer, okay, for many reasons. And so that's 50 gigs on one disc. That is 50 gigs of data on a disc, okay, on a CD, on a disc. 50 gigs, okay. The Final Fantasy VII Remake, so far, is reported to have two Blu-ray discs worth of content. That is 100 gigs of game. (laughs) And if they're reporting that now, and that's just part one, you can imagine all of the extra stuff you'll be getting. So while I do feel reserved about it being in parts, like you're, you're buying the game in parts, you're buying like part one, part two, part three, that is a lot for just part one, if that's how it's going to be anyway. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I I almost... I They know, and like I said, I'm a sucker for nostalgia. They fucking know that we're going to fucking buy it. You know what I mean? Because Final Fantasy VII, I don't think Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy. I personally don't think that, but I still love Final Fantasy VII. Okay? I, it's just a fucking great game. And it's a cool story. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know, it's crazy. Let me know what you think about it. I know there's a lot of Final Fantasy fans in the Discord. And uh, a lot of you guys are out there. So please let me know what you think about that. Your girl's hype for it. So let me know. Okay? Let's have a discussion about Final Fantasy. Let's let's argue. Let's argue about what's the best Final Fantasy. Because I'll tell you right now, the best Final Fantasy is either Tactics or Six. Six is hype, dude. Final Fantasy Six is super hype. I love Final Fantasy Six, for fucking real. Um, but yeah, dog. Let me know what you think, okay? Um, I know that was a bit of a long one. I covered a lot of stuff, but thanks for listening every week. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, again, join the Patreon if you can. Links on imsummit.net. Um, let me know, okay? Let me know about E3. What is your favorite E3 hype stuff? Let me know about what your favorite Final Fantasy is. Um, until then. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.